Hello and welcome to Living the Wit Life with Wit Ministries. The ministry's leaders on this podcast are, with more than 20 years of experience in ministry and also as a public speaker, Jared Wackenfuss. Also with 20 plus years as an entrepreneur and a leader in the marketing industry, Troy Foster. And I'm Matt Russell and I'm the director of Walking in Truth Ministries or WIT Ministries. We're so excited that you're joining us here today. And as we discuss today's topic and how that can help you in living the WIT life. Hello and welcome to another episode of Living the Wit Life uh, with Walking in Truth Ministries. I'm Matt Russell and I have with me here today, Jared Wackenfuss. Say hello, Jared. Hello, Jared. I love that. I do that every time. You're consistent. (laughs) I am. And also with us today, we have Troy Foster. So Troy, give him greetings. How are you? Yeah, oh, these are characters. It's going to be a good yeah. night. And then also today, we have a very special guest host with us. Uh, he's a good friend of mine. And actually, whenever you hear the little uh, sponsorship commercial that I do talking about Anchor FM, I say that a good friend of mine introduced me to it. That would be this gentleman. Uh, you'll hear more about him, uh, I'm sure, as we go. But he has a podcast. Um, and he also is an associate pastor of a church up in the area up in Amarillo where I live, but it is Justin Roberts. Say hello, Justin. Oh, there you go. Now, one thing I want to, before we get this all kicked off, I'm going to go ahead and allow Justin this opportunity to go ahead and get a shameless plug in for his podcast. So go for it. Yeah. So smoke and water, you're going to check us out. We've uh, trying to use the hobby of cigars to connect with uh, other guys who are uh, into that, or uh, maybe you're not into cigars, but uh, so we talk about cigars, we review some that we have, uh, we pick up at different places. And we also talk about, we talk about Jesus and we try to apply what he has um, done in our lives and what he writes in his word to, to just the practicality of living as a man or as a person, a human being. And, <laughs> our crazy world today. And so that's smoke and water. The smoke is the cigars. The water is the water of life. So there you go. Love it. That is awesome. I keep saying nice. that I need to get a little bell so that I can go ding, 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 whenever it's opportunity for a, for a plug. And then, uh, cause we all do that. So maybe that'll be in the future. Who knows? We'll see. I know anchor has some wonderful stuff like that, but I want one that I can actually hit smoke and water. So guys, I would say um, thank you, of course, for listening to us, but please go check out smoke and water. And then you also know Jared has his with um, his um, tell him real quick. It's called a podcast. No, but yeah. all right, I'll plug it. Yeah, absolutely. Every morning you can expect every Monday morning, you can expect a new episode of lessons from the junk drawer with Jared W. And really it's there just to be a dose of inspiration and maybe even laugh just a little bit. But anyway, that's lessons from the junk drawer with Jared W. Of course, that's me, Jared Wakafoos, but Anyway, yeah, so that's pretty much it. And a lot of times it'll be just me talking about a particular topic and maybe sharing a story based upon some of the different uh, 
stories or little tidbits or encounters that I've had over the years as I've gone around the country speaking different groups and in churches and things like that. And then also I'll have some people that I'll interview and actually had my first interview with um, someone here just not too long ago. So that's pretty much it. Lessons from the junk drawer with Jared W. Sweet. Boom. So there's that ding, 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 ding. All right. Well, Troy, we'll have our opportunity. I'm sure we're just not as cool as these guys, but um, this week we have a phenomenal, phenomenal topic to discuss and uh, we can just kind of have our normal round table conversation that we're going to have. But there was something that is really fresh for me. I got to tell you uh, this week that we're actually recording this. It'll actually be published just after our men's event. But we are recording this just before. Literally tomorrow will be the mm -hmm. first day of our men's event. Um, so we're all pretty pumped and excited about that. But one of the things that I, I've warned the, um, the participants about, and I, I've done this. When, when I went on a Freedom Ministry event, I know, Jared, you're also familiar with this. I know, Troy, we've talked about this as well. Uh, this isn't something that's strange to us. But... Um, one of the things that I always focus on before we get started and commit to an event is, is the fact that the enemy is going to try to stop you. The enemy is going to try to distract you. The enemy is going to knock you off the path, do anything to get you from coming. Yep. And so I, I would focus on that and I would warn the guys and I would tell them, hey, just so you know, this is going to happen. The closer to the date, the more obstacles are going to come up just realize it's normal and then we actually had someone who um participated on our first event and we had a hundred percent a hundred percent of the men who participated on the first event they signed up to come back and serve on the second event yes. that's phenomenal that's amazing amazing but this guy signed up to come back and then uh just two days ago from or actually it was now five days ago but two days after he had come and talked to me that he was going to come back and serve, um, he had a house fire. He had a house fire. And so I immediately got, I just sent out an email to all the participants that are coming this time and all the leaders. And I let them know of, you know, that it's, it's serious. We needed to pray. We needed to come together. We need to figure out what we could do to help. But then Jared, Jared's always, you know, my wife is like the voice of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit speaks through her to me, confirming, I mean, I, all the time. And I'm like, okay, thank you, God. And my wife says, my name's not God. Don't call me that. But anyway, so um, Jared is also really good at, at um, doing that, just having that perfect word at the right time. And he sent me a text after we had talked a little bit about um, the situation. And he sent me a text with just a scripture. So I'm going to read that really quickly. This is from Romans 8, 35 through 39 in the NIV. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, for your sake, we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us 
from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Again, that's Romans 8, 35 through 39. When Jerry amen. sent me that, oh, amen. When Jerry sent me that, immediately, immediately the Holy Spirit convicted me. And that's what brought us to this topic here tonight. Because here's the reality. When I sent out the email to the men, and when I tell the men, hey, here's this big warning, I'm giving too much credit and too much power to the enemy. I'm not telling them there's a solution. I'm telling them get ready for the storm. Now, we're faced with storms. Don't get me wrong. We're all faced with storms. But God's word is filled with promises. And the promise is this, whether someone who's coming on a men's event is, uh, doesn't even know, doesn't have a Bible, never seen a Bible, never been to church. Someone just invited them and said, you need to go to this men's event. And they're coming with no expectation or any idea as to what's going to happen. Or whether you're someone who's been walking with the Lord for 50 years of your life and, and on fire for him for that whole time and consistently, it doesn't matter where we are. When I give that warning and focus, I take everyone's eyes off of Jesus, and we start to sink in the water. The reality is, giving that warning, and this is the conviction that I felt, it's okay to warn the actions of the enemy. They're out there. However, give a solution. Just pray that scripture over yourself, because no weapon formed against you will prosper none so today we're talking about promises we're going to focus on promises and from with men as well as i mean of course the topic of promises with the truth and what that means with god so to start this all off i'll actually just go around on the screen that i see here and jared will be the first one up to bat here but what characteristics need to exist for us to trust a promise. Go ahead. That's a great, that's a great question. And uh, just to rewind just a little bit about that text that I sent you, Matt, the cool thing about God is he seems to know when we need help at the right time. And just prior to you and I exchanging that text conversation, a friend of mine out of the blue texts me that same scripture and just checking in on me, seeing how how I was doing. And he sent me that, that, um, scripture in the text. And I'm like, man, that's really good. And then shortly after that, you and I were texting back and forth about the unfortunate incident that happened with this, um, individual on the house fire. And actually the first thing that came to my mind was, man, God must have something great in store to help restore those folks, you know, cause a lot of times I think, and, and it's not just, um, <clears throat> whether you're going on a men's retreat or something like that, it's anytime you make a quality decision to do something, it seems like it's then that obstacles will try to come and cross your path. Right? So you make that decision, the obstacles come. And then what we need to focus on and train ourselves in, as believers is to think about the fact that we are part of the overcomers and, and, and God desires to have us overcome. And, um, in John 16, 33, and then I'm going to get to answering your question. I promise. Um, <laughs> it says this, I have, uh, 
I have told you these things so that you might uh, have um, peace in this world. You'll have trouble, but take heart. Or in one translation it says, be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. So we are part of his team and we're on his side and he's on our side. He's for us. He wants us to overcome. So when we encounter those obstacles, the natural tendency as a human being is to focus on the negative, which the news and other platforms will, you know, encourage us to focus on the negative, but we need to focus on our relationship that we have with the overcomer. And that relationship is fostered in trust. And that's part of the answer to that question mm -hmm. that said, what characteristics need to exist for us to trust a promise. Well, you have to have a trust. You have to have trust in the one who is giving you the promise. And uh, God's word is full of promises. And here's what I've learned as I've, and I'm still learning as I've walked with the Lord is the more and more that I act upon his promises and think about his promises. And the more I get to know God, the more I grow in my relationship with Jesus, the more I realize I can trust him. So no matter what obstacles come my way, I can trust him. Trust is huge. And part of the way that trust is developed is through seeing people being true to their word and uh, coming through time and time again. And, and he does that for us. So that's, that's just one, one uh, characteristic. And uh, with that, I yield the floor to whoever <laughs> else would like to uh, come up with another characteristic. Oh, I'd love to hear from Justin. I mean, Justin, welcome. Welcome, welcome. to the yes. podcast. Um, who knows? Maybe we'll have a permanent seat, but we're definitely glad that you've got one right now. So yeah. welcome. Bring it. Go ahead. So yeah, I, I, I agree with what uh, Fuss said. Uh, I'm just reading what's on the back of his wall there. Yeah, it's uh, pronounced no. Fuss. That's all right. Yeah. Sorry, I, the whole time I'm sitting here going. I call him Fuss. What, what does that say? <laughs> Yeah, it's German. Yeah. No, I know well, it's, thank you for agreeing with me. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the only way that we allow people to come and be uh, guest hosts is if they are going to agree with us. So just thought I'd let no. you know. Um, <laughs> you're, no, I'm kidding. You're entitled to your own opinion. Just speak, preach, preach, like whatever the Lord uh, Lord puts on your heart. <laughs> that's the thing is that, you know, promises, a promise is nothing without trust. I mean, it's just... Right. And trust, I, I just want to add to what you said about it being built in a relationship. There are, there are different levels of relationship. There's, you know, people you're acquainted with that you likely would not trust uh, to a certain point. I mean, you trust them maybe with a, a smile back to you or a greeting or something like that, but you're not going to trust them with a secret or with, uh, you know, something that's in your heart. That, that, that kind of trust to know that someone's promise means something comes from time spent together. It comes from uh, walking side by side. We did a, a series, it's been probably about gosh, five or six years ago, and uh, we called it Space Invaders. And uh, what we were doing was we were trying to get people to start building those relationships. Like, get, you know, you, we always see people at churches or really anywhere, and they're, they hang out with the people who wear the same jerseys or who, you know, drive the same cars or have the same interests. But we wanted to get into some of these people, especially some of these uh, back row, can I say back row Baptists? Is that okay? Any, any Baptists going to get offended here? But, you know, some of these people who are, they're shy. <laughs> they don't, um, maybe they don't, they're not good in crowds. We want, we want you to, to risk being hurt 
by building a relationship with these people, invade their space, invade their space, let people invade yours. You know, you gotta have safe boundaries, but relationships require that risk of trust being broken. I'm not gonna know, Matt, if I can trust you unless I've spent time with you. Uh, same goes for you other two guys. And, and you know, my, I was a youth pastor before I was, uh, whatever my title is now. It's actually, I'm, I am the associate pastor. My title is a pastor to families, a fa- families and discipleship. Um, but before that, I was the youth pastor. And during that time, our lead pastor and I did not have really a relationship at all. We, we, we worked together. That was it. And so there wasn't a whole lot of trust built there. And we've, we're working on that now. But, it, you know, when you've spent, you know, six, seven years with someone without working on that trust, it's you're starting really in a deficit uh, to, to rebuild that. And I would say with God, um, there are a lot of, I mean, the Bible's full of promises. But I would say to anyone listening, and you guys, the Bible is not enough. You can read those promises, but if you're not walking with the Lord daily and not in spending time with him, something we say on our podcast a lot, the reason we smoke cigars is because they force us to slow down. You can't smoke a cigar in 10 minutes. It's not a cigarette. You're, you're going to spend an hour with this thing and it's going to force you to sit like out by your fire in your backyard or your porch, or if you're lucky enough to have a, a space in, indoors, wherever you're sitting, you're going to be there a while. And it's a great time to, I mean, Joseph and I, when you came over that day, that's how we prepare for every podcast. We smoke a cigar together and it gets conversation going. And we're there for an hour. And the more that we do that, the deeper our conversations go. Joseph and I, he shared some pretty deep stuff with me and I, and I with him that I wouldn't say here because we've developed that relationship. And when we're doing that with the Lord, you, you can go out with, by yourself and smoke a cigar. If you're not a cigar smoker, just find that time that is you and God alone and get a place of silence and solitude as much as you can and listen for him. Listen for the spirits leading, for the, the nudging in your heart, whatever. Some people say they hear God. However he speaks to you, he will. And uh, because if you're not seeing him fulfill those promises in your life, they're just words on paper. And so you've got to be in a working, walking, moving, uh, intentional relationship with the Lord if you're going to build that trust with him. Yeah, that's big. I, I completely agree. And I love that, that you just that focus on relationship. You know, the, the one thing that came to mind as you were saying that, Justin, was um, just looking at it from the other perspective. You know, whenever we have that relationship, we know what we can trust. Well, sometimes we have that, we hear that word and we think, God, is that you? Right. Well, if you spent time with him, there's your answer. If yeah. you haven't spent time with him, you might be confused. Yeah. But unless you have spent time with someone, you you know God's characteristics, his consistency, his all those, you know who he is. Yeah. So that when something is spoken or you hear something, it's going to be more easily um, determined yeah. if it was God. Or if it was something else. So that trust is not just in trust what you know you're hearing, but trusting that what you are hearing is from that source. Right. Because you know that source. And that that's huge. Says, my sheep know my voice. I mean, that's it's pretty clear. And I don't know how old everybody in this group is, but I remember the days We're old. When, uh, we didn't have cell phones and we just had to answer the phone. There was no caller ID. And 
you know, I can remember answering the phone and it would be like uh, my uncle. And I would think it was my cousin because I hadn't learned to discern their voice on the phone yet. But the more that I talk to them on the phone and spend time with them, then I could pick up the phone and go, oh, that's not my uncle, that's my cousin. That's his son speaking to me. You know, there's a nuance in there. And it's the same with God. You've got, and, you, and you have to take the risk because sometimes that voice is a command or it's a, you know, it's a, a word that you're to give someone. And if you don't ever, I mean, God is trusting you at that point. And if you don't act upon what he said, then you don't, you still are not working to build trust with him. You're, you know, so. Yeah. That Troy, is great. That's a great word. Before we get to Troy, Pastor Justin, I just got to ask you, sure. um, it's shameless plug time. Okay. What church are you a part of there in the Amarillo area? Um, we, uh, I'm at Pinnacle Community Church. Address? Address uh, uh. 7306 South Colter Road, uh, Amarillo, Texas. So we're, there's a Walmart across the street from us, uh, right on the corner. That is great. I'm trying to think, we, I'm still not used to the new address. We, we had a smaller building and we just, whoa, 2019 opened our, we built a new building, opened it up and, uh, uh, we went from being on Arden. We're on a cult on the corner of Arden and Coulter, and our address changed from Arden to Coulter. And I'm still I don't say it enough to nice. <laughs> you gotta repeat. Awesome. Nice. Out. Well, that's great. I, I wanted to get that out there in case there was somebody listening to our podcast right now in the area that's going. You know what? I've been to several churches before, and I wanted somebody to be a space invader in my life because I was looking for friendship. I was looking for a relationship. And it sounds like if they go to your church, Justin, there's going to be some people there, some space invaders. And uh, more than there's people need a relationship. So I just wanted to get that out there. So awesome. Well, we're continuing our conversation on, on trust. And before I so kindly interrupted, um, Matt was directing the conversation to our friend, Troy foster to give us a little bit more on the characteristics of trust my friend troy yeah i think i mean you guys all have nailed it pretty accurately in my opinion there's not too much more i could add to it but one thing that before you can have trust and the uh, the loyalty or the integrity of just holding on to something you yourself you have to become vulnerable you have to stick your neck out at one time and go, and, and Justin said this, you have to take the risk. You have to take that risk at first of going, okay, you know what? I, I really don't, I really don't know this God that, that these people are talking about. They say he's nice and loving and all these things. Um, you know, he says crazy things like, um, how blessed are the poor in spirit for the kingdom of God of heaven is theirs. Well, that kind of sounds backwards. And, and then, you know, you go through the, the, the Beatitudes. Um, how blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. How blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the land. So that's some of that just doesn't, in, in our, you know, world um, mentality, it doesn't go, yeah, you know what? I'm going to stick my neck out on that one. Uh, that, that sounds right. That sounds right. Um, but in the beginning, there has to be that moment of, yep, I'm going to stick my neck out on this. And as you go through it, you continue to understand and learn that voice. Like Justin was saying, 
I, I didn't discern my cousin and my uncle's voice, but over time, you eventually get there. You, you hear the nuances, you hear the different things. And another Proverbs that uh, goes along with this in the process of being in a church or, uh, you know, being a space invader or uh, being a part of a ministry in any sort, or just being a small group and, and having close friends come do life together, you're going to stick your neck out. You're going to have these things. You're going to have these risks. And sometimes these promises won't be held. Sometimes someone's going to do something that's not quite right. But that doesn't mean that we don't continue to move forward and believe in these promises. One of the Proverbs that <laughs> anytime that something goes wrong, this is the one that always crosses my mind. And it's Proverbs 14, 4. It says, where no ox are, the trough is clean, but the increase comes by the strength of the ox. Well, that Proverbs means is if there's no ox in the pen, there's no crap to clean up. And so when you have people to work with people, to, you know, people are going to be people, hurt people, hurt people. You've heard that saying um, in this process of taking this risk and learning to trust and having that trust, not just in people, but in God, there's, there's going to be some of this, this um, thing that we call life happen where there's going to be some lying. There might be some stealing and cheating and, and these hurts but it's upon us to distill those things and, and know that there is a greater way, which is his ways above our way, and that we continue to move towards it. So there's no silver bullet to this where it's like, oh, yeah, I trust Jesus and it's all good now. We're good. All my promises are going to come true. I heard, you know, I prayed and all the prayers just worked out right. But with that, that gives us the ability to do a little workout as we work out in our faith, we get stronger. We discern that word. We discern that, that voice that's spoken to us and more of those promises we come in align with. And I think that is maybe a pivotal point of it's good. where promises seem to not be working out. And in James, it says you ask amiss it may be part of that process. Mm -hmm. So that's my opinion on, on the character stuff. Just some real quick to add to that. And, uh, yeah. We're trying to, to move on, but we, a lot of times we misinterpret the promises of God. And that's something I just want to caution against, uh, especially with the, like the prosperity gospel movement and things like that. You know, like you said, blessed are the poor in spirit, blessed are the meek that you go read the Beatitudes. And it's, it, I always like to quote the old country song. Jesus never promised us a rose garden. He said that these promises, they're there, but you're going to have suffering in the meantime. I think you uh, said, actually read a scripture that mentioned that, that we're, you know, we're, we suffer along the way, we're in prison and things like that. And so don't, don't misinterpret what God is saying to you, that life here on earth is, is going to be hunky-dory, if I can use a, a colloquial. Mm -hmm. That is, that is so good, Justin. And, uh, you know, yeah, as we were talking about the characteristics that need to exist and, and promises and whatnot and, and the good side of it, right? I mean, we talked about trust and relationship and honesty. Uh, some other words that come to mind, honesty, faithfulness, loyalty, integrity. Those are all things that kind of help us to build and to have trust in promises and whatnot and to see someone as um, 
a, a promise keeper, if you want to use a term from back in the day, you know, the 90s. promise keepers movements. Yeah. Remember that? Oh yeah. yeah. People wanted to be a promise keeper because we really needed that in this world and we needed it in the church world. Um, but on the flip side of that, well, what happens, what can diminish our, our trust or belief in those promises? Well, if there's lying and stealing and cheating pretty soon, you don't have as much trust in that promise that that person delivered, you know? And, um, it's through that relationship. And you mentioned some key words, you mentioned risk and you mentioned relationships. They both start with the letter R coincidence. I think not, not. you know, I, I believe it. it Yeah, they do. And, and relationships and all that stuff leads to community. And when you're together and, and Troy bringing up the thing about the ox and the oxen and whatnot, uh, it's messy relationships can be messy. It's not all roses, right? Uh, there's a lot of promises that, that aren't necessarily great, you know, and we got to take the good with the bad. Right. Um, but Troy, you brought up an interesting, um, topic. Mm -hmm. When you started talking about characteristics of trust, you immediately went to the word of God. Mm -hmm. And I think that is huge for believers, right? Is for us to get into the word of God so we can develop that relationship and uh, hear his voice clearly. You know, someone said, um, you know, my sheep hear my voice. They, they quoted that scripture. I think it might've been pastor Justin and, and Justin Roberts also host of smoke and water podcast. So anyway, um, love it. I go love on it. rabbit trails, but love you know it. what? I love rabbits. Okay. So that's just the way it is. And, and I'm getting back on track. And the point was this, you were, immediately going to the word of God. So in the word of God, what are some promises that we can, you know, quote or draw out of, um, of God's word that we can practice, you know, trusting in. Yeah. Um, when just because of the world that we live in and if anyone has any doubt of how much noise and craziness can happen, um, you know, IE 2020, um, there's, there's going to be only one way that you can correctly discern what your path needs to be because everyone and their four kids are going to try to tell you, okay, no, you need to do this. This is how you need to do it. And then the government's going to hop in and they're going to say, no, you need to be doing this and all these things. And for us to understand what our promises are as children of God, it is, it's the, it's the Bible. I love the cat Smokey. I had a cat that looked just like that. And we called her Smokey. Um, anyways, if, for the people who are listening on the podcast, Justin had a, a, a beautiful, is that a blue? What are they? Russian, blue Russian? Russian blue. Russian blue. Yeah. Beautiful cat. Um, anyways, uh, we have to have, we have to have that foundation. We have to understand that it is rock solid no matter what is being said or thrown at us, we, we, we have to risk our natural life upon this spiritual word for this spiritual life. And um, a really good one is, is Proverbs 3, 5. It says, trust in Jehovah with all your heart. Do not rely on your own understanding. There's that natural life. In all your ways, acknowledge him. Then he will level your path. Here's another promise. Um, it's a promise of health. Don't be conceited about your own wisdom, but fear Jehovah and turn from evil. This will bring health to your body. 
And so these, these promises, they're, they're not going to naturally seem right in our physical world. A lot of them won't. And, and it's going to take that digging into the Word of God, getting a group of friends. And I'm not saying that it, you know, the Holy Spirit is our comforter and our teacher, but it, also in Proverbs, it tells us that amongst many counsel, you'll find wisdom. You'll find the path that you need to go down. And so we need to bounce these scriptures off of each other and say, hey, you know, I found this scripture and it says this. And it says it's this particular type of promise in my life. If, you know, if I'm, um, you know, not conceited about my own wisdom and I fear God and I turn from evil, then I will have a healthy body. What does that mean to you? And so we should have a brother and, you know, for the sisters out there, sisterhood that can bounce these scriptures off each other and speak the promises over us, because it says that we, our faith is increased by hearing the word, by hearing the word. And so in these promises, in this growth, in this developing our trustworthiness, loyalness, all that stuff, we have to be able to dig deep into these scriptures. And I don't want to just because I can see each one of y'all, y'all are digging in and trying to find you know, the scripture. So I'm going to, I'm going to yield the floor at that moment. Well, um, big key thing is we're looking into the scriptures and seeing it. And, and one of the warnings that Justin also shared as well as, I mean, each of you have, have shared this. Uh, I was just reading earlier today for uh, a podcast, uh, our daily portion uh, but uh, today's reading, actually, it was for the future, so you'll hear it in a couple of days, but uh, reading in Exodus, just reading in Exodus, right right after God said to, this is how I want you to build this, and this is how I want you to build this, and this is how, he gives specifics on how, well, one of the things that I, I, I talked about on that is, is um, I've, I've been called to something. God, God called me to something and it's so much bigger than me. I don't have the ability to do it all. I have no clue how to do every bit of it. But then that next scripture that followed all those directions. And by the way, there's this gentleman, this gentleman, this gentleman, and I've already got them ready. I've given them the talent and the ability. So he gave, he gave the calling first. Well, it's easy for us to just uh, forget the calling because we go, that obviously can't be God because I can't do that. I can barely hold a paintbrush. How is he going to call me to paint the Sistine Chapel? Well, he's not. He's not. He's calling you to something. Start moving down that path. Realize there is going to be bumps along the road. There, there are going to be bumps. There is in some parts of Texas, but there are in English. <laughs> but there are going to be bumps along the road. There are going to be obstacles. There are going to be storms. There's going to be things that do pop up. But just remember that original promise that I talked about earlier. But with God, trust in him. Trust. I don't have the ability to build a multi-million dollar ministry center. I don't have the ability to go out and buy hundreds of acres for us to put that ministry center on probably in reverse order, by the way, but I don't have the ability to keep that in the correct order when I talk about it. So, but, but God has put around me 
I trusted him and said, I know this is you, God. I have no idea how we're going to get there, but I'm going to start going down the path because he's an everlasting God. Here's Isaiah 40, Isaiah 40, 28 through 31. Do you not know? Have you not heard? The everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth does not become weary or tired. His understanding is inscrutable. He gives strength to the weary and to him who lacks might, he increases power. Though youths grow weary and tired and vigorous young men stumble badly, yet those who wait for the Lord will gain new strength. They, they will mount up with wings like eagles and they will run and not get tired. They will walk and not become weary. When you put that trust in God, when you can put your trust in God's word, because we have that relationship, because we've taken the risk, because we've spent the time listening, because we have that. We A few weeks ago, we had an episode on the power of prayer, and we talked about the fact that it's a dialogue. It's not a monologue. Spending time with God means speaking, but it also means listening. That's huge. Well, if you've done that, then there's a promise. You don't have to worry about how. You don't have to worry about your ability. You just start running. And there's going to be people right there to join alongside you. That, that's huge. But anyone else would like to add or direct a different way? I don't know. Justin, uh, you're a man of God, and I can tell that you have studied his word. Are there any particular scriptures that, you know, kind of, you know, kind of pop out as far as a promise that you've seen along the way in God's word? So my faith, my, yeah, everybody always picks like, this is my life verse or whatever. Uh, Mine is uh, out of Romans and I always get the address mixed up. I stink with numbers. I'm just going to tell you. So it's either, I think it's Romans five, three, three, eight, but it may be three, five, three, eight, where he says, if, uh, we rejoice in our sufferings for our sufferings produce endurance and our endurance produces a character and our character produces hope and our and hope does not disappoint or put us to shame because of the love of God is poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit. And so I, the reason, I don't know why I picked that one. It was really dumb because, you know, <laughs> suffering, you know, it's like right. you're looking for it. Yeah. And I think that we've got to remember that there's a purpose to the trials in our life. I mean, even I'm, I forget that at times things get hard. Uh, you think you're in a, maybe one of those seasons that's where everything's growing and there's a big harvest and all of a sudden something, you know, it hails, you know, it wipes out your crop and uh, winter. Yeah. Oh yeah. And whatever it was uh, that, that we had a couple of ago, um, knocks out the power grid and things like that. But the problem, the thing is that we've got to remember that God does not, I don't want to get into whether he's doing it or allowing it. That's a whole other conversation. But the point is that it's happening. And God wants you to respond in faith, respond in trusting him so that you grow. That's where strength. And it's, you notice that in Romans, he doesn't say your muscles get bigger or whatever. He says you develop character. And only through character do you get hope. And so that takes me to kind of um, the what I was looking at was in James, because I think uh, you really spoke to this, Matt. 
hearing the word and studying the word, I, think, I guess it's just what's on my mind. So we've got to practice the word. You know, James says, don't just be a, do, a hearer of the word, but be a doer as well. Absolutely. That's, that's one of our core values at Pinnacle is practice. You, if you're going to talk about prayer, pray. If you're going to oh, talk about good. worship, worship. Right. You, can, you know, the, one of the examples I use is you can, um, I can read books on uh, Abraham Lincoln. You know, there's enough I could read them year, all year long. Doesn't mean I know Abe. You know, yeah. and I can call him Abe. We're on a first name basis. <laughs> but um, but it, I can know all about him. And I can read this and know all about God and all about the stories of the of people who followed him and know all about his promises. But if I'm not applying it and walking in it and practicing it and doing what it says, you know, doing what Jesus did, uh, it's all just religion at that point. Yes. Mm-hmm. Clanging symbols. That's good. And um, that, that is so good. Thanks for sharing that. That's, that's awesome. That was spot on. And um, where I want to go next is just how we can connect and respond to God's promises. Um, one of the things that reminded me of, you talked about um, prayer, Justin, one of the things in your church that you guys teach, and it's not just about teaching about it. It's actually doing it right. Yeah. And um, in relationships, we, we need to develop those relationships and they are a conversation. They're, they're like kind of having a conversation with a trusted friend. Right. And I shared this on our episode on prayer, but it bears repeating. I was uh, given an example of how you can have a more effective prayer life or really a more effective relationship, right? It's, it's fostering that, um, that element of trust and that atmosphere of trust. And, and um, this is what I shared. And it was basically when, when we talk about these promises of God, it's kind of like bringing these requests to God in a prayer. We, we have to bring our request or our praise to him. And then we need to begin to thank him. And so I gave this analogy of a friend, right? Let's say that Justin, you owed somebody $25,000 in taxes and you, wow. the IRS, we'll oh, say the IRS. I mean, oh my gosh, what are you calling in? Right. Maybe it's, maybe it's more than that. I don't know, but say you owed somebody 25,000 in taxes, to IRS, and you need to have it paid in two weeks. And then out of the blue, a friend, let's just say his name is Troy called you up, but you know, you knew Troy to be a trusted friend, somebody that you could count on. And he also knew that Troy was very well off. He had done very well in business, which he has. And um, he called you up out of the blue and said, Hey, Justin, how's it going? And, and you did like most people do in church. You lied. You said, oh, it's doing, um, it's going fine. You know, <laughs> stop you. that's the Christian yeah. F word, by the way. Fine. Oh, it, oh, oh yeah. boom. Yeah. Drop the mic. Ladies and gentlemen, you can go to Pinnacle Church and hear Justin <laughs> live. Uh, and he might even use the Christian F word. I'm fine. But anyway, um, so, but here's, you, you know, you said, I'm fine. But then Troy knew that there was a reason God had him call you. And Troy said, no, really, how's it, how's it really going? And finally you go, okay, you got me. I'm, I'm kind of in a financial pinch right now. And Troy's like, well, what is it? And you said, I owe the IRS $25,000 and I have to pay him in the next two weeks or I'm in big trouble. And Troy goes, wow, you know, God just put it on my heart to call you. And this is the reason why I'm going to send you sending a check. I'm taking care of it. Now, Justin, at what point would it be appropriate for you to say thank you? Right? Yeah. Remember, Troy's a trusted friend. He has all the qualities that we talked about. 
We know his promise to be true because we've spent time with Troy. We know that he's got the means. That's the same thing with God. When we present our needs to him and we develop that relationship and we trust in him, when is it appropriate? Well, in prayer, it's appropriate to say thank you right, right away, right? You present mm-hmm. the promise or the, the prayer request to God because you saw it in his promise. You begin to thank him for it. And then you follow it up with his word. You remind him of his word and say, God, your word says this, you know, um, I'm standing on your word and faith until that promise manifests. You don't go, well, I'll wait and see when it comes in the mailbox. And then I'll call Troy up and say, thank you. Or better yet, I'll wait and make sure it clears the bank. And then I'll call up and say, thank you to God. But we do that sometimes in our relationship with God. Are you concerned about what the future holds? Are you confident that the retirement plans that you have today will still be secure tomorrow? Let us help you by clearing up the uncertainty. This is Matt Russell, the director of WIT Ministries. Many of us at Walking in Truth Ministries are bivocational, working in our ministry as well as in the financial services industry at WinBig Financial Group. We help people to build a tax-free and risk-free retirement. Give me a call at 817-903-2575 to support our ministry and to secure your family's financial future. Again, call today at 817-903-2575. Thank you and God bless. When we're talking about how can we connect and respond to God's promises, Matt, I want to kind of see... Uh, where are you going? And you have a, you have a scripture that kind of came to mind. And I was wondering if you could uh, kind of lead us down, down that path. How do we respond to this relationship? Well, amazing thing is, is um, it's right there in his word. It's right there in his word. And, and this was something that actually another pastor, in another church, and I shared it with Justin, I shared it with Jared, I shared it with Troy. And this is something that we also kind of teach and help people to equip them to be able to appropriately respond to the Holy Spirit, to those promptings, to any of that. But ultimately, this scripture, which is 2 Peter 1, 3 through 5, seeing that his divine power has granted to us everything pertaining to life and godliness, through the true knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and excellence, For by these he has granted to us his precious and magnificent promises. So he's given us these promises so that by them you may become partakers, doers, the ones who are are dealing in this divine nature. You're going to participate with him and be a part in the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world by lust. Now for this reason... Also, applying all diligence, which is a serious effort, in your faith, supply moral excellence, and your moral excellence, supply knowledge. And it continues on, and it goes through the list. And as you supply that, you're going to get self-control. And as you supply that, it keeps going. But here's the thing. You are supposed to, the key word, respond. And the response is how we, we have those promises that are there for us. But what do you do about it? So, uh, the whole idea of what we teach is, um, you know, whenever you're, you're reading through the Bible or you're listening to uh, a pastor preach or, or if you are uh, reading any book, listening to something, you know, truth exists everywhere. 
The enemy tries to corrupt truth, and our flesh sometimes tries to, to twist truth to be more self-serving and vain rather than the actual truth. But that's what we, we want to do is we want to help people to live in truth and walk in truth. The truth is this. The promise exists. When I'm sitting in Pinnacle Church and Justin says something that really just feels like he's, he's stepping on my toes. That's a, a phrase that we've all heard. Or, man, it was like a punch in the face or a punch in the gut. Or it's like he was talking straight to me. That's only in the South, though, because they say it like that. But so whatever it is, that's not Justin. I, I mean, you could try to say that it was me. I did it. I wrote this entire sermon, and I was, I'm going to preach it to 200 people, but the message is really just for Troy. I hope he gets it. That's not what we do. That's not it at all. In fact, we're sensitive to, to allowing the Holy Spirit to, one, change a word on us. Oh, man, how many times have I been at the pulpit and been? my whole thought is this is where we're going. And the Holy Spirit says, -uh, not if I'm in charge. Mm -mm. <laughs> so the thing is, that's not from Justin. That's not from me. That's not from Jared, not from Troy. That's the Holy Spirit tapping you on the shoulder and saying, this is for you. This is for you. And then you get those goosebumps or you get that feeling, you get the hair on the back of your neck standing up. That, pay attention to what it is because you need to go back and revisit it. And you need to say, that one scripture, that's a promise. Let me look at it and see why God has that engaging with me right now. It's my responsibility to respond to it. God's trying to lead us somewhere. He's trying to help us. He wants nothing but the best for us. Think of this. He loves us so much. He allows us to be involved in his family business. That's kind of cool. Yeah. But that's what you should do. That's how you should engage. You don't just sit there and just read through it. Well, I'm going to read through the Bible in a year. And so you go through and go, done, check. Don't do that. That That's fine to have have the goal to read the Bible in a year. That is totally fine. But when you're reading the Bible, slow down. Have a cigar. <laughs> That's exactly what Justin does. Slow down. And let not only your eyes and your mind go across the words, but allow those words to interact with you. Let them get down into your heart. And it doesn't mean you have to read slowly. It just means don't just check it off, but be ready to respond when the Holy Spirit taps you on the shoulder. Now, one of the things that I want us to do really quickly, as we're getting close to the end of our time, I want us to do a quick just roundtable. I'm going to read a scripture, and I want to know, uh, in Jared, Troy, Justin, in that order, we'll go around the table, and I'll, I'll wrap it up. But I want to know what this scripture really means for you. When you hear the scripture, just share your thoughts on it, okay? But just so you know, it's James. I love James. It's James 1. It's a great one. James 1, 5 through 8, which says, But if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all generously and without reproach, and it will be given to him. But he must ask in faith, without any doubting for the one who doubts is like the surf of the sea 
driven and tossed by the wind. For that man ought not to expect that he will receive anything from the Lord, being a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. Jared? Yes. So what stood out to me? What did the Holy Spirit tap on tap me on the shoulder and want me to think about a little bit further? Oh, I'm I glad you asked. It was this. Um, pretty much all of it, really. But when it got down to that last part where it said um, in verse 7, for that man ought not to expect that he will receive anything from the Lord. But then it goes into verse 8, says, being a double-minded man, unstable in his ways. And that jumped out to me years ago. And I spent some time marinating on that. And one of the things that was revealed was the word double-minded. And I'm like, what does that mean exactly? And um, I think a lot of people, a lot of men especially, go through life being sometimes double-minded because they have not practiced the art of just being present where they are in the moment. Meaning, for example, they're at work, but they're thinking, gosh, I should really be spending more time with my family. And then they're at, you know, with their family going, oh, man, I still got all those projects to do at work. So being double-minded doesn't always necessarily mean you're tossing back and forth between, is this true or is this not true? Or is this, sometimes it just means you're trying to think of too many things at once and you're not where you are. And that's what God revealed to me in that. And that's what kind of was uh, brought out to me a while back. But anyway, uh, I just thought I'd share that. And I just thank God for that. You know, God helped me to be focused, you know, in, in, in the moment. So. Troy. Yeah. The uh, <clears throat> James is always a good book to read. So everyone should should dig into that one a lot and and i do like that scripture quite a bit and as we're talking about uh, asking and and the promises and all these things one scripture that comes to my mind is second corinthians 1 20 um for it says for in him all the promises of god are yes therefore also through him is the amen by us to the glory of god so when we are willing to, to take that risk and believe in the creator of all things, his promises in the word are yes. They are yes. We cannot be double-minded. We can't be uh, wishy-washy, um, thinking of one thing and then thinking of the other. We need to be founded just directly upon what he said, and you take hold of it no matter what noise is being thrown at you. So that's the scripture that came to me. Mm, Justin. Uh, you know, I, I'm a word guy, so I have to go in and start digging the words apart. And I, I looked up the doubt because when he says, you know, let him ask in faith, no doubting. Well, I don't think a lot of us, when we come to God and ask for prayer, we're, if we're in a spot where we lack, where we lack wisdom, we're already, doubting in the way that we normally define doubt but what it actually kind of means is don't overthink it which is what uh, jared was saying don't when you ask god don't start overthinking and start looking for the answer yourself and he says because that man is like you know he's like a a, uh, a ship is tossed on the waves you know and 
you think about you know, looking for wisdom. We ask God for it, and then we start digging around. We open our, our Stoicism books. We open up our philosophy, and we open up the news. We start looking for all these answers, which God can speak through. But if we're not waiting for God's response, well, what happens is you got one counselor, one psychologist saying this, one pastor saying this, one guy saying this, and we're just going, we're getting seasick. Right. And so what happens is that that doubt and that double-mindedness, that overthinking comes from a lack of relationship. That's where it comes from. It's just kind of what we've been talking about. If you're going to trust God, spend the time with him, you'll know then that I can ask, hey, God, I need wisdom. He may not go give you a snap answer. Wow, that almost came out wrong. He may not give you a snap answer, but he will give you the wisdom you require. Um, and just a quick story to kind of sum, to illustrate that. When I, when I was teaching, I was teaching in a public school. I was uh, given the opportunity, well, actually, I shouldn't say it that way. I, I was given the opportunity to preach, but I was told a minute before I had to get up. Like, no prep time. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. I'm a teacher. I mean, yeah, I spend time in the work, but what, you know, pastor was suddenly sick and he just turns around and goes hey do you preach i, I gotta get out of here can you fill in for me sure we're like in hymn number three in a baptist church once we hit the fourth verse after doing the second verse we're gonna that means i get up on stage right but it was one of those times in, that god gave me wisdom because i guarantee you that minute was filled with prayer and <laughs> i got up and delivered his word and delivered the gospel and it was incredible i wish i remember what i said or somebody maybe they recorded it, but it was just one of those times where it was like, I experienced God fulfilling his promise in that moment. And now when I get up, when I have a morning, you know, after I've studied and I'm still feeling, you know, like God, I'm not hundred percent sure what you want me to say this morning. I get up there on the, on the stage to, to share the gospel. It always, I just know, even though I'm unsure of myself and what I've seen, even in my studying, he always, always, always comes through. And I know I can trust that because I've experienced it, not just that time when I was a teacher, but over and over and over again. It's mm -hmm. awesome. That is awesome. You know, as I wrap this up, I'll share my part two, but I want to say that, first of all, guys, another great conversation. And um, Justin, we're, I'm so thankful that you were willing and allowed us to to have you as a guest um you that i mean you're just phenomenal you're an amazing man amazing father amazing husband and you do a great job a great job at leading and um taking care of a flock and that that's what god has allowed you to do and i appreciate every bit of it so i appreciate your calling and i appreciate you being here with us tonight and I look forward to having you as a guest again in the future um, again, guys, go to Smoke and Water. Go check that out. That uh, just that podcast. Go uh, check it out. It is phenomenal. Uh, I enjoy it. And um, also, as Jared was alluding, if you need a place, if you're in the Amarillo Canyon area and you're looking, if you if you're just not being fed, go to Pinnacle. Go to Pinnacle Church. It's phenomenal. So um, for me. Big thing with, with James, one, three, through one, three, uh, yes, that one, I just closed my notes. So the big thing with James is this, if you're in need, ask. If you're in need, ask, but just because you commit 
just because you start, just because that that right there does not mean like the way that I started this whole thing. It doesn't mean that you are powerless to what the enemy is going to do and trying to get you off track, trying, trying to stop you, trying to distract you, trying to do anything to destroy you. The enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. That's true. But God promised. God promised. All you have to do is ask. Now, ask and then behave. Ask and then live and take your next step believing. Believing that he's already done it. And thank him for it. Just like Jared said, thank him up front. But don't be afraid to take the step. Have the faith in knowing that God's going to take care of you. God's going to take care of you. That doesn't mean that there's not going to be storms. That doesn't mean that there's not going to be casualties. That doesn't mean any of that. What it does mean is this. God has laid the path. He's directed your feet. Trust him. Trust him. Period. So thank you for, for listening in. Uh, as we're closing up here, I want to, to let everybody know one a beautiful thing. Not only are we global which we already talked about because we talked about being in the UK, being in Canada, but now we're also in Senegal and in Kenya. We're moving on to another continent. Pretty soon Ooh. we'll have something down in Antarctica. I'm sure the guys down there working in the science field, I'm sure they're, they're listening or they will be listening because God's taken his truths around the world. And I love it. But I hope yes. that today we were able to uh, bring some truth to the topic of promises that you can actually live them out. So uh, once again, thank you for listening to Living the Wit Life. Thank you for joining us today. You are the reason why we do this podcast and you are truly a blessing to us. We would love to hear from you. Whether you'd like to comment or ask questions about this episode, give us ideas for future topics to discuss, or if you just need to reach out and hear back from one of us, you can do so by leaving us a message from the podcast or by going to walkingintruthministries.org. And then you could also send us an email at witministries.tx at gmail.com. That is wit, W-I-T, ministries.tx at gmail.com. And finally, it would be a huge blessing to us if you would like our podcast and go to our Walking in Truth Facebook page and by liking us there too. Again, thank you and God bless.